God do something wonderful. So now I'm programmed to expect a miracle. Now you're broadcasting from the top of the world to the bottom and all the way around. hurt because of what you did i'll restore your heart i'll make you whole again and then i'm gonna prosper you again you can have your opinions and your preferences but your preferences will not define my self-worth
Well, good evening, Faith family. I am Pastor Kurt, and I have the privilege of ministering the word tonight. But before I do, just want to go over a few side announcements, and then we will uh, get started. Congrats to Pastor Carrick on his new book, No Longer Mere Mortals. Amen. In his book, Pastor shares how you can grow leaps and bounds in daily Christian disciplines and so much more. And he is offering you a discounted rate of 50% off. And just go to FCCGA.com, click on the store tab, and scroll down. Or go to the Faith Plus app, click on the title of the book, and scroll down to pre-order and reserve your copy today. The online release date is Tuesday, February 15th. All right. And uh, Faith Christian School Information Session. There's going to be a F FCS uh, information session, so spread the word. Uh, Minister Raquel, the head of school, will be the special speaker during a virtual information session through Zoom on Sunday, February 27th at 6 p.m. Uh, Minister Raquel will be available to answer your questions and she will share valuable information about what Faith Christian School has to offer your children, grandchildren, nieces, and nephews who are in K-4 through 12th grades. So to register uh, for the virtual information session, text FCS to 770-756-8539. That's FCS to 770-756-8539. And speak up. Do you have a grand idea? Uh, well, we have a new online request form to capture all proposed ideas, special initiatives, and events uh, from our faith family. So if there's something you want to share, go to FCCGA.com, click on the speak up graphic, and complete the form. And then you'll be contacted by uh, someone from our review panel on that, on your request. All right. And that is it for the side announcements. Let's go ahead and uh, pray and get into what God has for us tonight. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you, Lord, for another opportunity of getting into your word and receiving what you have for us tonight. Lord, we pray that everybody will be giving un given understanding and revelation, Lord, and that you will show us how to apply what it is we will be taught tonight. And we give you all the glory and the honor and the praise for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, I would like to thank God for another opportunity to minister the word tonight, and I'd like to thank Pastor Carrick for this opportunity as well. And so tonight I'm going to be uh, ministering on uh, the subject of prayer. You know, the last couple of weeks, Pastor Carrick has been ministering on the benefits of praying in tongues. And so I'm going to be continuing in the vein of prayer tonight. Um, but tonight I, uh, you know, before I even talk about what I'm going to talk about tonight, you know, and thinking about this message and praying about this message, you know, it is so much to pray about. It's so much to pray about and it's so many to pray for. And it makes me think about how Jesus said that men ought always to pray. 
and not to faint. And it makes me think also about why the Spirit of God impressed Paul to write what he wrote when he said, pray without ceasing, because it's always much to pray for. Amen. And prayer is a privilege. Prayer is an opportunity. And so tonight, I want to talk about uh, the importance of praying for your pastor and church family. All right? Praying for your pastor and church family. Praying for our pastor and our church family. Okay? So this message will kind of be in two different segments. But it's all together. I'm just going to minister it sort of in two different segments. The first segment will be about praying for our pastor. And then the second uh, segment will be about us praying for our church family, our faith family, one another. Amen? All right? So let's start off with the question, why is it important for us to pray for our pastor? Why is it important for us to pray for Pastor Carrick? Well, many reasons, many reasons. But I believe that the number one reason that the word tells us to pray for our pastor, well, let me just say this. The number one reason to pray for our pastor is because the word tells us to. The word says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, let's go there. 1 Timothy chapter 2. And let's look at verse 1 and 2. Let's see something here. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. All right. So it says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings and all that and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Amen. And so we don't really think of this, but Pastor is an authority over our lives. He's a spiritual authority. Okay? And so we see that the word wants us to pray for all in authority, including spiritual authority. But you know what? I think that the main reason that we need to pray for our pastor is because he is a, and, and listen when I say this, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Down or trying to be scary or nothing like that, but it's just the truth. He is a target of the enemy. A pastor is a target of the enemy, and let's kind of, let's look at, see if, let's see why. Why is that? Why is it, why is it that a pastor is a target of the enemy. Go to uh, Acts chapter 20, and let's look at verse 28. Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. I want to show you something about a pastor, and then we're going to see why is it that he has a target on his back. That's nothing to be afraid of. The enemy is already defeated, okay? And like Pastor said on Sunday, you know, he's not our focus. But at the same time, the scripture says we are not to be ignorant of his devices. And so let's look at something that it says here in Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. Let's look at what I believe is the number one assignment of a pastor. The number one assignment is this. This is Paul talking to pastors, 
okay? And he said, take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. And so we can see that Pastor Carrick <laughs> did not make himself our pastor. This verse says that the Holy Ghost did. Amen. And his job as a pastor is to feed us. You guys see that in, the, in that verse? Go to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. And let's look at verse 1 and 2. 1 Peter chapter 5. And let's look at verse 1 and 2. So a pastor's number one assignment is to feed us. Amen. The Spirit of God appointed him to do so and anointed him to do it. So it says this, the elders which are among you, and that word elders, when you study it out, is speaking also of pastors, okay? The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Look at verse 2. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Amen. So, a pastor's job that the, the Spirit of God has anointed and appointed him to do is to feed the flock. Amen? And so that begs the question, feed us with what? I don't believe he's talking about feed us sandwiches and pizza and all that kind of stuff. We can do, get that anywhere. You don't need a pastor to do that. So feed us with what? Go to Jeremiah 3.15. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 15. You know, this is midweek Bible study, is it not? So we're going to be walking through the scriptures. We are going to be walking through the scriptures. And typically that's just, you know, I'm more of a teacher, so that's really the way I minister anyway. But this being midweek Bible study, I think that it's important to do so. Um, Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 15. And look at what God said here. And I will give you, what? Pastors, according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. So a pastor's number one job is to feed us with knowledge and understanding. And listen to what, and, and let me tell you what that knowledge and understanding is. Knowledge and understanding of the word of God. Okay? He's not talking about natural knowledge and understanding. I mean, you could go to college, to a university to, to get that. Amen. No, the job of a pastor is to feed you with knowledge and understanding of the word. Okay? Now, Let's ask this question, and, and again, we getting, we, I'm, I'm laying this out to show you why is it that the enemy is after pastors, okay, and that they are a target, and because of that, they need, we need to undergird our pastor in prayer, amen, and watch in prayer, okay? So why knowledge and understanding of the word? Why does God want them to do this for us? Matthew, go to Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. 
Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. Now, in this passage, we find Jesus fasting. And uh, it says that he had fasted 40 days and nights. And so he was hungry, okay? And then Satan came to him, tempting him, saying, If you, the Son of God, command this stone to be made bread. And this is what Jesus replied in verse 4. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, what Jesus just said, he just said a mouthful right here. Because he is saying that, think, think about what he just said now. The temptation from the enemy was for him to command a stone to be turned into bread so that he could eat it. Turn this stone into food because you're hungry. Eat this food, okay? But Jesus replied that God, God's in... So man shall not live by bread alone. Man shall not live by only food, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. What he is saying is this, that God intended for his word to be just as essential to our existence on this planet as food is. You know that you cannot survive on this planet without food. You will eventually die, okay? And God is showing us through Jesus that just as important as food is to your existence and my existence, the word is just as important, okay? And so it just shows you no wonder mankind is in the situation that we in on this planet. The planet, it's like we, it's full of violence, strife, hate, um, just sin and just all kind of wickedness and, and, and just depression, anxiety, worry, fear is just plaguing mankind all over this planet. You know why? Because they won't live by the word, either because of ignorance or because they don't want nothing to do with the word, and it is resulting in everything that we sin across the globe because we're not doing what God's intent was for us to do all along, and that is live by the word, okay? So, let's ask this question. Why? Why does God want us to live by the word? Why? Go to John 6, 63. John 6, 63. John chapter 6 and verse 63. Amen. And this is Jesus talking again. He said, it is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So the word is spirit and life. It will cause you to be spiritually minded. You know, it says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 6, for to be carnally minded is death. 
but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. What is that talking about? When Jesus say it's life, and in Romans chapter 8 it says it's life and peace, that word life is zoe, which is speaking of the God quality and kind of life. And think about what his life is like. What is God's life like? Is God full of anxiety and care and worry and frustration and anger, sickness, disease, poverty? He is void of any of those things I just named. Anything that this fallen world has to offer, God's life is totally void of it. God is full of just peace and love and joy and, and, and every good thing. Amen. And this is in indicating that the word will cause our life to be that way. Amen. The word brings life and health and prosperity to those who hear it and heed it. Go to uh, Proverbs chapter 4 and let's look at verse 20 and 22. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 22. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 22. <clears throat> Remember, I'm we talking about, I'm just laying out the importance of, in, of the assignment of a pastor, okay? We saw what it was to feed us with knowledge and understanding of the word. Now we're looking at why. Because God wants you to prosper and be in health. <laughs> Amen. So look at what it says in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. It says, my son, attend to my words, incline thy ear unto my sayings. This is God speaking to you and to me. And the word son, that ain't just talking about men, it's talking about men and women. Remember that in Christ there's neither male nor female. God talking to all of us. And he said, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings, let them not depart from thine eyes, Keep them in the midst of thy heart. Here's why. For they are life. There go that word again. To those that find them. And look at this. Health to all their flesh. Amen. This is what the word will produce in our lives. And so, the, so, so God has assigned the pastor to feed us with knowledge and understanding of the word so that we can walk in these things. Amen? And so the enemy knows this. He knows what the word will produce. He been after it from day one. Go to Genesis chapter 3. Let me show y'all something. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1. Let me show you guys something. Check this out. Let's look at this. The enemy knows that this is what the word will produce. He knows this. Now, look at this. It says, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. Let me just say this real quick. Satan is a spirit being. And the way that God designed this world to operate is that you need a physical body in order to have expression in the earth, okay? And so what happened here was Satan took up the body of a serpent. So I just wanted to say that to let you know this is Satan that this is referring to. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. 
And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? So what happened was, before this event, before this encounter in in, uh, Genesis 3 and 1, God had told Adam and Eve, You can freely eat of all the trees of the Garden of Eden except one. You don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because the day you do that, you're going to surely die. All right? That was the word of God to Adam and Eve. Now look at, now we get to Genesis 3, verse 1, and this is what's happening. The serpent said to them, said to the woman, Yea, hath God said, you shall not eat of, the, of every tree of the garden. Y'all, this is amazing. Now, what this is in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1, this, these are the first recorded words of the devil in the Bible. These are the first recorded words of the enemy. And look at the first words that come out of his mouth. Half God said man can y'all see the urgency in him he must know something about us believing God's word and acting on it that is going to be detrimental to him and that's going to be life giving to us half God said immediately he didn't even say hey what brings you around here Hey, isn't it a nice day today? What's your name? He didn't say none of that. Immediately, he went after the word of God. Immediately. So it's like that should tell us something. That should tell us how important the word is. And it should tell us how important the assignment of a pastor is. Because he is the one that God has anointed and appointed to feed us the word of God. So the enemy has to stop the assignment of the pastor. And he'll do it through keeping people ignorant of the word. Go to John chapter 10 and verse 10. Well, you know what? For time's sake, I just quoted. The Amplified Version says, Jesus, Jesus said this. He said, the thief, talking about Satan, cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy and then he said I've come that they might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows now we know Jesus is the word made flesh so he's saying the word is there that you may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows but the enemy want to keep people ignorant of the word go to Hosea chapter 4 And let's look at verse 6. Hosea chapter 4. And let's look at verse 6. Hosea. Hosea chapter 4. And we're going to look at verse 6. It's the book right after Daniel and right before uh, Joel. All right, Old Testament. Look at what, we're just going to read this first line. My people, my people, God said, are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And so the enemy knows that. Remember what Jesus said about what he does? He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Well, the way that he destroys people, 
God's people is through lack of knowledge and understanding of the word that, 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 that God has anointed our pastor to feed us with. Amen. And so the enemy wants to stop this from happening. He wants to stop the pastor from feeding us with knowledge and understanding of the word. I want to read to y'all some statistics. Now, as I read these, I'm not in no way speaking this over our pastor. All right? Um, and, and I'm not in no way insinuating somehow pastor came and talked to me about none of that happened. OK, but what I'm saying is I'm trying to show you that we need to pray for our pastor because he is a target of the enemy. This is an article from 2019 right before the the uh, right before the pandemic. And this is an article from uh, Shepherd's Watchman. And it says this 1500 clergy leave pastoral ministry each month. 61% of congregations have forced a pastor to lead. Now, you can see the work of the enemy all in this. You can see that this is what he's influencing to happen. 83% of clergy spouses want their spouse to leave pastoral ministry. 90% of clergy in all denominations will not stay in ministry long enough to reach the age of retirement. 50% of pastors indicate that they would leave the ministry if they had another way of making a living. 80% of pastors believe pastoral ministry has negatively affected their family. 75% report significant stress-related crisis at least once in their ministry. 70% say they have a lower self-image now than when they first started. I mean, in the, in the list, the statistics go on and on and on, and you can see how the enemy attacks you know, the minds of pastors to discourage them, to get them, you know, to wear them out, whatever the case may be. Amen. And so we have to undergird our pastor in prayer. Like I said, I'm not saying that pastor is going through any of this, but I will say this. Pastor is a man of faith. He's not about to wear it. Like if he going through anything, if the enemy is attacking his mind in any way, he about to be just going full speed ahead. But that does not mean just because he don't seem like he's under attack that we shouldn't, uh, that he's not under attack. Okay? I'm just reading that to you to show you that we have to pray for our pastor. Amen. So we must pray. We need to pray for his, his uh, marriage and his family, according to Ephesians 22 and 25. Pray that first lady will continue to submit to him as unto the Lord. Pray that pastor will continue to, to love first lady as Christ loved the church. Pray that they continue to raise their children in the earth, nurturing admonition of the Lord. Amen. Pray that their children will continue to honor their mother and father. Amen. Pray the Ephesians 1 prayer over him. Pray Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9 that he never get tired of being a pastor. I remember uh, listening to a message from Bishop Butler years ago, 
And Bishop was talking about how years before that, I guess earlier in, in his ministry, he pulled up to the church one day and just didn't feel like pastoring no more. He said it wasn't nothing against none of y'all, nothing. He said, I just didn't want to do it no more. Amen. And so what was going on there? The enemy trying to get him to quit. But thank God somebody was praying for our bishop. And he continued, and he going strong today, loving what he does and all of that. But somebody was praying for him. Amen. And the plan of the enemy was stopped. So, and also pray that we, the flock, us, that we will obey Pastor Carrick and First Lady. Somebody up there like, man, what? Obey my, man, I don't obey, I don't obey nobody but God. I'm a grown man. Go do this. Go to Hebrews chapter 13. Since you don't, owe, since you don't obey nobody but God, go to Hebrews chapter 13. I'm glad you do. I'm glad you obey God. Amen. Praise God. So let's see what God wants you to do. Go to Hebrews chapter 13. Let's look at verse 17. Look at this first word in this verse. Obey. And look who it say obey. Obey them that have the rule over you. And submit yourselves. Submit your grown selves. <laughs> obey and submit your grown selves to your pastor. Okay? Look, for they watch over your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable to you. Now, that word rule, obey them that have the rule over you, the Greek word means lead. Them that have the lead over us. In other words, your leader. Obey your leader. In our case, it's Pastor Carrot. The word said obey him. So you that say, I don't obey nobody but God, well, go ahead and obey God by obeying your pastor. Amen. And it says that when we do so, he will pastor, he'll be able to pastor us with joy and not with grief. Amen. That sounds like this is almost like spiritual warfare. Amen. Because if he does it, if he doesn't pastor us with joy, if he pastors us in grief, the word just told us that it'll be unprofitable for us. It'll be unprofitable for you if pastor cannot do what he does with joy because nobody want to submit to him. I want to read something out of those statistics. Look at what this said. Out of all those statistics that I just read and a bunch I didn't even read, it says, listen to this, the number one reason that pastors leave the ministry is because church people are not willing to go the same direction and go of the pastor. Pastors believe God wants them to go in one direction, but the people are not willing to follow or change. And because of that, the enemy uses that to discourage the pastor from continuing in his assignment. Again, I'm not saying that any of this is going on with our pastor. 
I, don't be, I believe we are a good church. We love our pastor. We follow his lead. We, we take our place in the vision. We praying for him. But I'm just encouraging us and showing us how important it is for us to do so. Amen? So I'm going to go on to the next segment of this message, and hopefully we'll have time to actually act on what we are looking at tonight. All right, so that is the, the reason it's important to pray for our pastor. Now, let's look at why it's important to pray for one another as a church family, to pray for your church family. Number one, again, the Bible tells us to do so. It says in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1, remember what we said, what we read. It says, I exhort therefore that first of all prayers and intercession and be made for all men. Okay? So I believe that we all fit into that. Okay? And then in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18, go there. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. So the Bible tells us to pray for our church family. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. It says, praying always, look at that, with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for who? All saints. That's your brothers and sisters in Christ, and specifically your brothers and sisters in your faith family here at Faith Christian Center. Amen. So we are the body of Christ, y'all. We are all connected. We are the body of Christ, so we are all connected. You got to change your thinking about this. You are not an island. When you got born again, you became a part of the body of Christ. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and let's look at verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and let's look at verse 12. And I'm going to show you, we're going to look at a couple verses, and I'm going to show you how we're going to have to change our thinking about our existence on this planet as believers. Amen. Look at this, 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 12. It says, for as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. Now go to Romans chapter 12, and let's look at verse 15. Romans chapter 12, and let's look at verse 15. Romans chapter 12. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Not 15. Romans chapter 12 and verse 5. I'm sorry. Romans chapter 12 and verse 5. Okay. Look at what Paul says here. By the Spirit. He says, so we, being many, are one body in Christ. And every one members, of, uh, uh, members one of another. So we are all one body in Christ, and everyone members one of another. So what is he trying to say? He's trying to show us here we are connected as Christians, as believers. We are connected, y'all. You know, if one of us is hurting, 
all of us are hurting. Amen. If one of us hurt, we all hurt. That's what we got to be spirit. We got to be spiritually minded about this. It ain't just you, your four, no more. Uh-uh. It's you and your four and all your brothers and sisters in Christ. We in this together, y'all. You know, um, I was saying if one of us hurt, we all hurt. It makes me think about a toothache. I don't know if y'all have ever had, any of y'all have ever had a toothache. Like, I'm talking about like a throbbing toothache. Now think about one of your, one of your teeth aching. A tooth is a small part of your body. But man, if it's hurting bad enough, it'll lay your whole body down. You'll be laying up like you got the flu, taking painkillers until, until they kick in and that pain go away, depending on what it is, whether it's like an abscess or something like that. That one part of your body that's way up here will lay your entire body down because that one area is hurting. You know, I got a cousin back home. I was... I was born and raised in Detroit, and my cousin back home, this dude is a tough dude, okay? Like, he, would, he, he used to love to fight, all right? Like, it's like he enjoyed fighting. <laughs> like, that dude would throw his hands in a minute. Like, it, it didn't matter to him. Like, he will lay hands on any dude, anytime, anywhere, all right? So he was just a tough dude, and I never remember uh, we was going to hang out one night, and so I went and picked him up. And this is in the days of an unrenewed mind, so I was had carnal ways of thinking. And as a result, my life was carnal back then. This is what it is. So we was getting ready to go hang out. And uh, when I picked him up, he was talking about how his tooth was bothering him. But he was just going to press through it or whatever. And so he, I took him to the barber shop. He wanted to get a haircut. And as the, as the day get, got further and the evening went on, he, that tooth started talking to him more and more. <laughs> to the point after he got done getting his hair cut, he was through. He told me, take me home and drop me off. My tooth is killing me. He couldn't even, we didn't even get started hanging out. That tooth, when he went home, and I guarantee you, he laid down on the couch. Why? Because that one part of his body was hurt, and it affected the whole him. Amen. And so I'm just saying that to say, y'all, we members of the same body. Go to 1 Peter chapter 5, and let's look at verse 8 and 9. 1 Peter chapter 5, just checking my time. 1 Peter chapter 5. And let's look at verse 8 and 9. Y'all, we are connected. We in this together. We're members of the same body. Amen. Look at what this says. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 and 9. It says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Let's, let me look at that. Let me read that to you in the uh, Amplified Classic. Look at how this puts it. Be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind. Be vigilant and cautious at all times. 
For that enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a lion roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. Withstand him. Be firm in faith against his onset, rooted, established, strong, immovable, and determined. And listen to this. Knowing that the same identical suffering are appointed to your brotherhood, the whole body of Christians throughout the world. Wow. Listen, let's look at this one more version, the NLT. The NLT says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are wow so that kills this whole notion of nobody knows the trouble I've seen oh I'm in this all by myself nobody gets it man that is not what the word says the word says your brothers and sisters going through as well if for no other reason than the fact that y'all are all connected we are all members of the same body and so but you know what if you under attack I'm under attack if I'm under attack you under attack that's the thinking we gotta have man we gotta we gotta just link arms and 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 walk this thing out together man this is not we are not an island glory to God and so this saying that your family of believers going through the same thing you going through amen and I mean really it's literal really you know, it may man be manifesting a little differently from person to person, but we are going through the same thing. So that's another reason. That's a reason to pray for one another. And look, this is another reason. Your healing and deliverance are connected to you praying for your fellow believers. Go to James chapter 5, and let's look at verse 16. James chapter 5, and let's look at verse 16. James chapter 5 and verse 16. It says, confess your faults one to another and look, pray for one another. Look at this, that you may be healed. <laughs> there is healing in us praying for each other and us getting our mind off of ourselves and praying for one another. Somehow there is healing in that. Amen. And let's go to Job. Go to Job 42. And let's look at verse 10. Job 42, chapter 42. And let's look at verse 10. You know the story of Job. The enemy attacked this dude life like, I mean, in a crazy way. I mean, he lost everything his family his his possessions everything his health all of that but look at look at job chapter 42 and verse 10 it says and the lord turned the cap 
captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. That's amazing. So when Job prayed for his friends, God, that's when he got freedom. That's when deliverance came for him. And then he received twice as much as he lost when he prayed for his friends. That happened when a man prayed for his friends. How much more if we pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus? Amen. So we have to pray for each other, man. We, gotta, we have to put this on a, a, a high priority. So we got to pray for our church family. Pray for the marriages and families of our faith family. We got to pray for the health of our faith family. Amen. Pray the Ephesians 1 prayer over your faith family. Pray that they will increase in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Pray that they be doers of the word, according to James 1.22. Pray that they operate in the authority that Jesus gave them the right to operate in. Amen. Jesus gave you the right. First of all, he gave you authority over the enemy. Then he gave you the right to operate in it. Pray that, pray that your family of believers will get a revelation that they have authority over all of the power of the enemy and they have a right to that Jesus gave to them to exercise authority over the devil. Amen. Jesus gave us that right, and he's not going to take it back. And like it says in James chapter 4, submit to God. Submit to God. That's one of the ways you submit. Pray for your fellow believers. Pray for your pastor. Submit to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. That word resist means to actively fight against the devil and he will flee from you. Now, guys, all of this love must be our motivation for praying for our pastor and praying for one another. It's got to be motivated by the love of God that's been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. I'm not trying to present this in a formulated way. This is all organic, but I'm, sh I'm telling you the importance of praying for each other. Love will get your mind off of yourself and get it on, other, on, on your brothers and sisters in Christ. Love will get your mind off of you and get it on your pastor. I'm not saying it's wrong to pray for yourself. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, no, you need to be including praying for pastor and praying for your brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen? So let's go ahead and just take a few moments to act on this because we see how important it is. So let's just go ahead and take a few moments to act on it. Those of you that are able to pray in the spirit, pray in other tongues as, as I lead you in prayer and just set yourself in agreement in the name of Jesus. We're going to pray for our pastor and, and, and the rest of our faith family now in Jesus name. Father, just we thank you, Lord, for this message. Thank you for the word, Lord God, that was sown into our hearts tonight, Father. We just set ourselves and, and, and we uh, commit ourselves to be doers of the word right now. And Father, we pray for our pastor, Lord God. We thank you for our pastor. 
Thank you, Lord God, for giving him the oversight over us, Lord God. We pray for him and his family, Father, that the peace of God will just abide over their home, Father. Thank you that the blessing of the Lord is upon them, causing all that they put their hands to to prosper, Father. We pray in the name of Jesus that you continue to flood the eyes of their heart with the light of your word, revelation, knowledge, and understanding, and insight, Father. We pray that the love of God that's been poured out into their hearts, that, Father, they will love one another. Pastor and First Lady will love one another and love their children with the same love that you love them with. In Jesus' name, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that their children, Father God, are a blessing and they are blessed. They have favor with God and man, Father. We thank you, Lord God, that you are causing them to walk in victory over every circumstance and every situation that comes into their lives, Father God. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name for the Spirit of God that has anointed Pastor Carrick to minister and feed us the Word of God and with signs and miracles following, Lord, to confirm the Word with, Father. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, Father, that him and First Lady walk in agreement, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord. Father, we pray that he never get tired. Him and First Lady will never get tired of leading us in the vision to ignite an awakening that impacts Georgia and influences the world through the power of the love of Jesus. But they will continue to do it in strength, Father, leaning on your grace and your ability and your anointing, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord. And, and we thank you for it. Father, we thank you for our church family. We are all members of the same body. You have connected us all together, Lord God, and we are so grateful, Lord, for our brothers and sisters in Christ, especially here at Faith Christian Center. Lord, we pray that every marriage in Faith Christian Center be healthy and strong, Lord. Any that are broken, Father, we thank you that, Lord, you are well able to mend what's broken, to bring restoration to that relationship and forgiveness forgiveness and healing in Jesus name Lord Father we pray that they walk in divine health because that's their inheritance that they have received when they got born again salvation is on the inside of our brothers and sisters in Christ and Father God we pray in Jesus name that that life of God that Zoe life of God will spring up into their flesh and cause them to walk in divine health and healing and that any that are in need of healing father we pray that the healing power of God will right now just permeate their physical bodies from the top of their head to the soles of their feet and drive out any sickness or disease because we know that Jesus has redeemed them from every sickness and every disease that tries to come into their body in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that that you will open the eyes of their understanding, that they'll get revelation, knowledge, and insight, correct knowledge and precise knowledge of you, Lord God, and of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Father, we pray that they just grow up, Father God, in the word, that, Father, you continue, Father, to help every mind to be renewed to your word, Father. 
In Jesus' name, we pray that they increase in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ, your son, so that grace and peace will be multiplied unto them in the name of Jesus. And Father, we pray that you will help all of us, us and our brothers and sisters in Christ at faith, to be doers of the word. Every time the word is ministered, we pray in Jesus' name that they will have a posture and that, Father God, they will have, you'll give them the will to act on what they heard, to be intentional about believing the word and acting on it in their day-to-day -day life in Jesus' name. Glory to God. And, Father, we pray that each and every member will get a revelation of the authority that they have in Christ Jesus, that they have been given the right to exercise authority over all of the works of the enemy, whether it be him trying to bring sickness and disease into their life, just unction them to speak against it, to stand in their authority, whether he's trying to bring lack, speak what the word says, that they are blessed and prosperous now in Jesus' name. Father, whatever it might be, depression, fear, worry, anxiety, we pray in Jesus' name that every believer at faith would take their authority and actively fight against the enemy with their words and speak what the word says and we know that as a result he will flee and so father we just thank you lord god that this prayer father and as we pray for our pastor and as we pray for one another it will result in nothing but victory because the prayers of the righteous avail much and we give you all the praise and honor and glory for it in jesus name Amen, amen, amen. Well, that's my timer, y'all. Y'all can hear it going off. Amen. Let's see. How do you shut this off? Okay, I got it. <laughs> amen. Praise God. Now, every head bowed and every eye closed in prayer. We don't want to take this time for granted. Every head bowed and every eye closed in prayer. Um, if there's anybody that was watching tonight, we talked about the importance of praying for our pastor and our church family. And so just want you to know that the number one thing, though, that you have to do is you have to submit to Jesus. You have to submit to the fact that you need a Savior. You are a sinner. If you have never received Jesus into your heart, if you have never put faith in what Jesus did, you are a sinner in the sight of God. Doesn't mean he doesn't love you. He sent Jesus because he loves you. But in order for you to receive Jesus, you have to recognize that you are a sinner and you need a Savior. Amen. And Jesus did everything necessary to save you from your sins. He took your sins. God condemned your sin in the flesh of Jesus. Jesus died the death that you deserve to die. And then God raised them from the dead. Amen. And when you believe that, the word says in Romans chapter 10, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. It's that simple. It says in Ephesians chapter 2, 8 and 9, that um, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. Amen. So this is a gift. 
and you receive it by putting faith in what Jesus did for you. Or you may know that you say, but you got away from God. If that's you, you can come home tonight. God ain't mad at you. He just wants you to come home. Amen. And so if you have gotten away from God and away from the word, this is the time for you to come home. God is, he has his arms open wide. And all you have to do, 1 John 1, 9 says to, that if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And so you just confess it and receive your forgiveness. That's it. It's that simple. It's as easy as it was to get saved. Put faith in what Jesus did, receive salvation. When you confess your sins, God forgives you. And you just come on back home and keep going forward in what he has for you. Amen. All right? And so I think I would be remiss not to um, offer this to this next invitation after what we heard tonight. The pastor. God gave us pastors according to his own heart. And you know what? There's no such thing as anybody that does not need a pastor. That is deception, pure deception, okay? So even if it's not Pastor Carrick, you need to find out who God wants your pastor to be, and you need to do it quickly because he has been anointed, as we saw tonight, to feed you with knowledge and understanding of the word that will produce life and health in your life. Amen. And so if any of those invitations describe you, if you know that you need to be born again, which the word says today is the day of salvation, amen. None of your good deeds send you to heaven. None of your bad deeds send you to hell. It's all about what Jesus did and whether or not you reject Jesus. And, and if you reject Jesus, you go to hell. If you reject what he did for you, you go to hell. But if you accept it and just receive it by faith, then heaven is your home. And you can experience heaven right here on earth as you sit under the word and renew your mind to it and act on it. Amen. Glory to God. So um, I gave three invitations to be born again, to uh, come back home to God, or to join the church. If you, uh, if you know that you need to be born again, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. And if you are recommitting your life to the Lord, just confess your sin to God, whatever it is. Just call it what it is. He already know about it anyway, but that's just how you receive his forgiveness. Amen. And so let's just pray. Just, if, you're, if you are receiving Jesus for the first time, repeat after me, but mean this from your heart. Mean this from your heart. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe that he died for me. And on the third day, you raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me now. Forgive me of my sins and help me to live this Christian life. Amen. Glory to God. If you prayed that prayer, you are saved. You born again. Whatever, if you need it uh, to come back home, you confess your sins, you're forgiven. It's that simple. If you want to join this church, I want you to do something for me. Actually, if you responded to salvation or rededication, or if you want to join the church, I want you to text BELIEVE 
to 770-756-8539. 770-756-8539. And someone will be in contact with you. We just want to stay connected with you, pray with you, pray for you, and, and just be there for you. Amen? Praise God. All right. So I'm going to go over some side announcements again. And uh, actually, before I do that, let's go ahead and, and do the offering. Praise God. This is our time of giving. We just thank you for, we just, well, I'm grateful. I thank God for being a part of uh, Faith Christian Center. And we thank you for your generous support. Um, it's not for nothing. God is doing amazing things through this ministry. People are being saved. People are being uh, transformed by the word. People are being healed. All kind of good things are happening in this ministry, and your sowing make it possible. Amen. And so uh, we thank you for sending in everybody that mails in their offerings, everybody that gives in person. Um, if you want to give online, you could do so by going to FCCGA.com. Or if you want to give by text, you could text 770. Um, I'm sorry, that's not right. If you want to give by text, you text FCCGA to 73256. Text FCCGA to 73256, and you can give that way. Amen. And while you're preparing that, I'm going to read a few side announcements, and then we'll pray and dismiss. Uh, once again, don't forget about Pastor's new book, No Longer Mere Mortals. Um, Pastor is going to show you in that book how we can grow leaps and bounds uh, in our daily Christian, daily Christian disciplines and, and so much more. And don't forget, he's giving you 50% off. So go to FCCGA.com and click on the store tab and scroll down or go to the Faith Plus app and click on the title of the book and scroll down to pre-order and reserve your copy. Um, and also, don't forget about the uh, information session for Faith Christian School. Uh, spread the word, Minister Raquel. She's the head of school, and she's going to be the special speaker doing a virtual um, information session through Zoom on Sunday, February 27th at 6 p.m., and she's going to answer um, any questions that you have. She's going to be available to answer. And uh, she's going to be sharing valuable information, so you don't want to miss it. Um, so to register for that, uh, just text FCS to 770-756-8539. And don't forget, if you have any ideas, initiative ideas, or any such thing for the ministry, uh, we have a new online request form, okay? And it'll capture all your proposed ideas and special initiative, initiatives and events uh, from you guys, from our faith family. Um, so if there's something you want to share, go to FCCGA.com, click on the Speak Up graphic, and complete the form, and you will be contacted by someone thereafter. All right, so I trust you're ready to, with your offerings. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you, sir, for the opportunity of sowing, Father God, into Faith Christian Center. Thank you, Lord God, for... Um, just your provision that you have just given into our lives, Father. We count it a privilege and an honor to bring the tithe back to you or to sow above the tithe, Father God, wherever you direct us. And we just thank you, Lord God, for your faithfulness, Lord, as our great 
good shepherd, Father God, um, to, to ensure that we never lack. And so we just give you praise, honor, and glory for it in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. So remember, um, pray for your pastor and pray for your church family. Amen. You all be blessed. Thank you.